0: Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. During the summer of 1997, I had the privilege of serving as camp pastor at Camp Luther Homa, which is close to Tahlequah, Oklahoma. During that week, I decided on the Wednesday to take my three children on a hike along the Illinois River to a place affectionately called Bamboo Bungalow. The trail was mostly flat, well marked, devoid of rocks, and pretty much level. Having reached Bamboo Bungalow in record time without breaking a sweat, I decided that we would live life a little bit more dangerously. Let's take our trip back to camp. I suggested to the children. Off trail. They agreed. I felt confident. Move over, Daniel Boone and Davy Crockett. Here we come. But about ten minutes into the hike, off trail, back to camp, (laughs) little Lori Beth Lessing, who was all of four years old at the time, had had enough. It didn't help that she was trying to make her way through poison oak, poison ivy, all kinds of rocks, big and small. It didn't help that her older brother, Jonathan, didn't help her across the creek, and so she fell and skinned her knee. And adding insult to injury, literally, her older sister, Abby, was acting more like a drill sergeant instead of a sensitive and sympathetic sibling. First, Lori wanted to ride on my shoulders, and then in Abby's arms, and then on my back, and then in Abby's arms, and then on my back, and, well, you get (laughs) the idea. Sometimes the journey gets tough. Sometimes the hike gets long. Sometimes the going gets really, really, really rough. And all we can do is sit down on the trail and refuse to move. It had been a long uphill hike for Judahites in the post-exilic Persian province called Yehud. We can hear Malachi's fellow hikers throughout the book, can't we? Yahweh's table is contemptible. Malachi 1.7, what a burden! Malachi 1.13, where is the God of justice? Malachi 2.17, at the heart of the people's complaint was the fact that they thought the righteous were being uncared for and the evil people were being rewarded. So in his sixth and final disputation, Malachi takes up the issue, and he asserts that believers are certainly cared for, and unbelievers will certainly be judged. We're back to the theme of Malachi, aren't we? Malachi 1, 2, and 3, Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. Then Yahweh calls His people out in Malachi 3.13. He says, you have spoken hard words against me. These were malcontent hikers. This was a difficult group of parishioners. These were aggressively (laughs) unbelieving folk. They had had enough. They had had enough, and they were blaming Yahweh for the whole sorry mess. And then they dared to say, quote, it is vain to serve God. The English word vain is the Hebrew word translated from shalv. Shalv denotes what's worthless and of little value. Shalv comes in the same context as, as other words, meaning deceit and treacherous. A Shav is in the same semantic feel as the Hebrew word hevel, which means vanity, myths, vapor. This whole hike was going nowhere fast. It is shallv, It is vain. It is sometimes deceitful to be in the service of this God. We know the feeling all too well. Truth be told, we set up camp by the trail so we can sit down and roast our marshmallows and hot dogs over the campfire and complain about how everything is going south. Parishioners don't listen to our sermons. Sometimes they actually dare to fall asleep. Students don't read our books. No one seems to care about Jesus. What in the world am I doing here in the first place? Sarcasm and cynicism come along by the campfire, they become our best friends. (laughs) Our prayers don't deepen. Our commitment to Jesus doesn't grow. Our passion and zeal doesn't increase. Why? It's vain. It's shallow. It's worthless to serve God. And woe to the hiker who comes along and points out that we're stuck. Woe to the prophet who points out our justifications and rationalizations. Woe to the fellow believer who says to us, you've been stuck there, some of you for months, others of you for years, and we would rather just sit around the campfire singing, evildoers, not only prosper, they put God to the test and escape. Malachi 3.15. Don't be fooled, please. On the outside, (laughs) I can keep up my regular routine. Pretty good at that. But on the inside, it's easy to stop hiking. I become settled in life. I want safety, security. I love the status quo. Compromise. Convenience become my watchwords, and before I know it, I'm stuck on the trail, bound by a tight radius of don'ts, won'ts, can'ts, and quits. Lori Beth Lessing (laughs) knew the feeling. So I began to tell her, sweetie, you're my just apple of my eye. You're... So precious your, your love beyond imagination. I just tried to pull out all the charm I had. So did Yahweh. In Malachi 3:17. <laughs> he pulls out his most charming word, sagulah in Hebrew. Priceless treasure. These people are of infinite worth. They're his prize, priceless possession, used only six times in the Old Testament by Yahweh. This is the most endearing word he has for his Israel. A Segulah is love, not because it's valuable. No, a Segulah is valuable <laughs> because it's loved. Lori Beth needed more. So I began to describe to her where we were going. Sweetie, when we get back to camp, we'll go swimming all afternoon. Honey, when we get back to camp, I will get you a Snickers bar and a Mountain Dew. Lori Beth pulling out all the big guns. When we get back to Camp Luther Homa, I will let you stay up very late with all the big kids. You see, when we're, stuck on the hike. We need someone to point us away from our present pain and point us to our future deliverance. And that's why Yahweh pulls out His big guns. Malachi 4 verse 2, For those of you who fear My name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings, and you will go forth leaping like calves released from the stall. When the Son of Righteousness appears, it will be a brand new day. All the darkness will be dismissed. All the gloom will be gone. The night of terror and pain will be forever banished. On that day, our righteous standing by faith will be as beautiful and as brilliant as the shining sun. But there's more. Malachi says that the sun will bring healing in his wings. He'll restore everything you have lost. All the years of pain will be erased. All the tears of disappointment will be wiped away. And the symphonies we missed and the sunsets we just didn't see will be graciously played over and over and over again. The child snatched by disease will come running into your arms. The the health that eluded you in the winter of your life will be restored a thousandfold. Friends and family members who died trusting in Jesus will sit with you in the heavenly choir singing hallelujahs forever. All of this is ours. And so much more. Because when the sun of righteousness dawned in the eastern sky, he finished the journey all the way to the end. In spite of the fact that his disciple betrayed him with a kiss, in spite of the fact that his friends ran for cover, in spite of the fact that his countrymen clamored for his death, look again. The sky's dark. Two men are dying, gasping for air. Jesus is in the middle, getting ready to announce his last word. John records it to tell us, Die. It is finished. The veil rent, the curse removed, the blood. The sacrifice complete, death is defeated, and paradise is restored forevermore to Telestai a cry of defeat by no means. I dare say, had it not been for the nails, Jesus would have lifted a triumphant fist toward the sky. And because the sun rose again bodily on the third day. He will most certainly come again with healing in his wings. By the way, Lori Beth Lessing finally made it back to Camp Luther home. I can still hear her shouting out, I did it! I did it, Dad! I laughed out loud but I kept my thoughts to myself. No, you didn't, dear daughter, I thought. I carried you, I encouraged you, I counseled you, Abby held you, and at least Jonathan finally got out of the way. (sighs) You know why I didn't say anything? Because I'm getting the same treatment, and so are you. When we are stuck, when we are so overwhelmed, when every bone in our body wants to quit, Jesus actually finds us on the trail. He picks us up and carries us close to his loving heart forever. And at the end of the long and winding road, We won't collapse. Uh, We won't need months of recuperation. We certainly won't need long-term health care. No, Malachi maintains that when the sun comes again, we will go forth leaping like calves released from the stall. Why does the prophet tell us all of this? So, we pick up the pace, we bring others with us, and we begin our leaping freedom now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I invite you to stand and sing.